Today we heard the account in the Gospel of Saint Luke about the raising of the widow of Nain. The story is very familiar to all of us. And as you heard before that the month of Baba is showing the power of the Lord and his authority over everything today, over death. But what I want to reflect on today is this verse that says that he had compassion on her. The Lord, we know that he brought to us many, many things. One of them is the power of the resurrection and the hope of eternity. But this also something that we need today and the world needs today more than maybe any time else. Compassion. We like the word. And we want people to be compassionate towards us. But not many people are really practicing this compassion. Or consider it in their own lives in order to show it to other people around them. So we'll talk today about some of the expressions of God's compassion. He had many of these expressions throughout the account of his life on earth, the Lord Jesus, and even throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament. What are these expressions that we can learn from and we apply? An application here is not also, is not only with people outside of our home. Let us start by saying this. The home is the place where compassion should be practiced first. What does it profit if I am compassionate to my friends? I am kind to those people that I deal with on daily basis or I work among. And when it comes to my home and household, the people who are living with me, they are denied this compassion. They do not feel it. They do not define or know me as a father or mother, as a compassionate person. The world that we live in today and the time of today is a time of cruelty. We see this in the news around us day and night. But if cruelty is something that pertains to the world, certainly it should not be among the children of God. What are the expressions of God's compassion that we can learn and imitate? Today when he met with the widow of Nain, he took the initiative, he was not invited, no one called upon him to come and do anything. Just so people in agony, people who are suffering. And this was enough to take initiative, to approach and to come to this woman and talk with her. And as I said, this is something that maybe we need to practice in our own homes. We come in and out, only busy maybe with what we want, what we are expecting other people to treat us with. But it is again the calling for all of us to take initiative and ask and notice who is in need? What can I do in order for me to help here or there? The idea about sharing, sharing in the emotions and the grief, as we also are requested to share in the joy of others, and we celebrate with them. Touching the open coffin with the power of life and resurrection. Maybe we don't have this power to raise dead people, but still we can touch people with the power of life and resurrection. Every encounter with us, we bring to the people around us this kind of hope and joy. We believe in resurrection, we live it, and also we communicate it to the people around us. 
You don't have to raise a person from the dead. It is just enough that you communicate with him or to him or her this power. Presenting the young man to his mother as if giving her a gift. I'm bringing back to you your son that you just lost. This is how God does with us. Presents gifts to us every single day. A day that comes to us when we are enjoying peace is a day presented to us from him. Any kind of income that we have presented to us from him as well. All of our families and friends and church, all of these are gifts granted to us from him. The idea about handing gifts to other people all the time is part of the Lord's compassion. So this, with this we do, we can see this wonderful picture of compassion presented in this, in these forms. Another expression also is seeking and accepting those who are lost. It is easy to condemn and judge people. This is what we can do it easily. Look around us and see, oh, this person is doing this. This person is lost here or there. This person is not supposed to do this. This is something, unfortunately, so common. What is difficult is to seek those people who are lost, looking for them, bringing them back, have sense of pity toward those people who do not know the way. Look here in the Old Testament, when sometimes people misunderstand God and think of him as a harsh God who is governing the world in a way that's borderline cruel, saying to Jonah, should I not pity Nineveh, that great city? If we ask God today about all of those nations who do not know him at all, they do not worship him, how do you feel? He will say the same, I pity this great city or these great cities. Look at how he handled the prodigal son when he came back when he was still a great far off, a great way off his father saw him had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him without a single word of rebuke that we find ourselves so easily in a way to communicate to other people whenever they are mistaken this image of a loving father accepting the one who was lost without any kind of reprimanding or making him feel bad. He already feeling bad. There is no need to push him further. Another expression also is being available. It's amazing how the Lord in three years, just living in this time, he was available to everyone who asked him to be there. When we see the Pharisees asking him to come in to dine with them, we find one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went to the Pharisee's house. The same Pharisee is the one who judged the Lord the Christ for accepting the woman who is sinful in the city to touch his feet. And he, th- he said in his mind, if this man was a prophet, he wouldn't allow this woman to come close. He was available for this man, accepting his invitation. He granted the woman who suffered from bleeding to touch him and be healed. This woman According to the law, she's unclean. He never objected this. He was available for her. You can come and touch me and find healing for yourself. How many times he responded to requests from people he does not know one to one to grant them healing and comfort them. Finding him sparing time to spend with the disciples alone. 
Being available is a sign of compassion. It is so sad when we find today that kids are longing for their parents to spare time to spend with them. We find the excuse of being busy. We live in a world today that's so demanding. But I tell you, my brethren, a lot of the time today is wasted in the nonsense of the social media that I wish one day we all come to this kind of conclusion that this kind of place is not for us. If we spend the time with those people whom we care about, saying a word of compassion, asking about the well-being of others, I believe we will do others a great favor. Another expression of his compassion is paying attention to every need. Many times we limit ourselves into a certain job. I am a father, I am a provider. I am a mother, I am one who cleans and provides food for her household. But this is not exactly how we should operate. People around us, they have multiple needs. And it's our responsibility to try to meet these needs. Look here when he met with the multitude. We hear this passage in Luke chapter 9. But when the multitude knew it, they followed him. He received them, spoke to them about the kingdom of God, healed those who had need of healing. And then he started asking the disciples, you give them something to eat. Look here at the actions, receiving, teaching, healing, feeding. The Lord the Christ did not say, I'm a teacher. It's enough that I give them the word of salvation. He looked to the people and their needs from every side. And he made this. The idea about thinking of others, what they need of me, is something that shows again compassion. Again, one of the theme of the world today is when the people now, the pe- most of the people living self-centered. It's about what I want, how they treat me. Sometimes a father come home And kids run away. Why? They want to avoid his wrath. He's upset. And he's always upset. For whatever reason. Mom who's so busy and overwhelmed. Yelling all the time. Screaming. And thinking that this by this. I am just trying to bring order to the house. What about the needs of other people to be received. To be taught. To be healed. And again to be fed. It is part of the Lord's compassion when he meets every need in people around them, around him. Another expression also is the touch. And he touched many people in a very meaningful way. Today he touched the coffin. Why? This is something that would bring defilement to anyone. But he wants to say that when I touch this, I make it to become life. Look here again, when he healed the man who is leper, he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him. The Lord could have healed this man by a word of his mouth. It is enough, and from a distance. But why did he touch him? This man, he was living away from people for a long time. Not touched by anyone, he is unclean. I believe what he needed more than the healing is this kind of touch. That you are, you are okay. I am not afraid to come close to you. Our kids, 
and our families are longing for someone to hug them and make them feel they are loved. It is a very simple expression of compassion that many times, unfortunately, is ignored. Even when he dealt with Tabitha or Talitha, the girl who is dead, he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha, Kumi, child, raise up. He touched her. This is one of the expressions of compassion, one of the languages of love that we need to communicate to people around us. Another expression is encouraging the faint-hearted. Look how he dealt with the Samaritan woman who felt in herself, I should go in a time to the well where no one can see me. I will go and see you and I will encourage you and I will bring you to the knowledge of salvation. Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, hated by people and for the first time, this man was described as being short. The Lord looked up to him. Everyone looks down to Zacchaeus, not only because he is short, but because he is despised. People do not like him. They look from above down to him. We find the Lord looking up, bringing him, come Zacchaeus, I will spend the day with you today. Saint Peter, after the denial, felt in himself that I am no more a disciple, I don't, I'm not worthy. Then he says to Mary Magdalene, go and say, tell my disciples and to Peter, making sure that he is still among those people that I call disciples and beloved. Encouraging the faint-hearted. Another expression is covering the faults of those who fall. As I said, in this social media, scandalizing people is something that brings views. And the more scandals people share, the more they are viewed. So sad. And even sadder, when we are engaged in such practices, we communicate rumors and bad news about others. We find the Lord is doing something totally opposite. When they brought, they brought to him the woman who fell in adultery, Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Defending her. Even when she came at the beginning, he refrained from looking to her. They brought her to the middle so people can look at her. She became like a scenery. Look at this woman who is adulterous. I'm not sure if this woman was today, how many cell phones will come out and then pictures will be taken. Look at the woman who is caught in adultery. You know this, I know her, I know her husband. And then we start talking and talking, doing something totally opposite out of his compassion. The ultimate compassion was expressed in redeeming the unworthy sinners. To die for a good man is a big deal. To put yourself to die for a noble person. People consider this as ultimate sacrifice. But to die for an unworthy sinner, this is exactly what he did. And this is again, this is the ultimate expression of compassion. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. To be loved, when you are unlovable, to be redeemed when you don't deserve it. This is what his mercy is about. And this is what his grace is about. How much we need to communicate this in the world we live today. While we praise the Lord for his compassion, we meditate and reflect in many lessons. I'm sure what I said today is something that you all heard before, you are familiar with. 
But we are called not only to praise him and to enjoy the stories about his compassion, but to do likewise, as St. Paul is instructing the Ephesians, saying, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.